This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Yes, indeed. It's just what you need. I'm John Solberg and I am your host for the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. And I need to let you know this edition is being brought to you by The Butcher Shop, purveyors of highly sought after 100% Australian non-crossbred Wylara 9 plus briskets. And as always, they are handpicked just for you. The Butcher Shop has been retailing the finest meats for the past 15 years. Every week, they are shipping out competition-quality meats to many of the biggest teams in the competition scene across the nation. Simply put, teams who use The Butcher Shop win, and they win often. Say you're not a competitor, but you still have an eye for some finer cuts? Great news. The Butcher Shop is shipping some of the finest prime, dry-aged Australian Wagyu and Japanese Wagyu steaks to people just like you and me who aspire to be the kings and queens of the cult of Zach. The Butcher Shop always has Berkshire, Compard Duroc, Allegiance Duroc, and Prairie Fresh all-natural pork in stock. And again, it's always going to be hand-picked just for you. Now you might be asking, John, all this sounds great, but what about some exotic stuff? Well, rest easy knowing The Butcher Shop will get you your next elk steak or camel roast. They're going to ship it out promptly. Yes, they can get you some camel. So let's review the best competition briskets. Check. The best pork selection. Check giving you a better overall option to cook at home, check. So give The Butcher Shop a call today, 850-458-8782. That's 850-458-8782. Mention the Barbecue Central Show for 10% off your entire order each and every time. You can also interact with them on their Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Butcher Shop. Shop is spelled S-H-O-P-P-E, The Butcher Shop. Home of the 100% Australian non-crossbred Wylara 9 Plus briskets. And here's what's going on in today's show. We're taking a trip back to May 27th, 2014. Greg gets to know Jamie Perviance. Well, who's Jamie Perviance? Let's go find out. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we are back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. My first guest tonight, a prolific book writer, one of the biggest and best grill companies in the world. His most recent book is Weber's Big Book of Burgers, as I am sure many of you partook in these over the weekend. Let's go ahead and race over to the hotline and welcome first-time guest to the show. It's my pleasure to welcome Jamie Perviance in. Jamie, how are you, buddy? Hey, Greg, I'm great. Happy to be with you. Great. How are you doing? Appreciate you making the time, and I'm doing absolutely fabulous. Appreciate you asking. Uh, so, uh, you know, any number of different places that we could start tonight, Jamie, and uh, you're, you're somebody who I've wanted to have on the show for quite a while, and as I was saying in the open, uh, you know, somebody like you or Stephen Reichler, somebody, you know, well-known in the industry, well-published in the industry and respected, you think, man, it's probably really hard to get a hold of these guys, and then I just happened to blow past a tweet in the, on, the, uh, on the Twitter, I send you something, you're boom, you're right back to me, and it's kind of still refreshing that as, as popular as the grilling and the barbecue industry has become, you know, most of you guys are still pretty accessible, right? Oh, sure. Why not? I mean, <laughs> you know, we're just out, outdoor cooks. Um, we're lucky to do what we do. Um, I haven't met anybody in this world that's, um, you know, distant or elitist or you know hard to reach 
we're sort of a band of brothers. I think we we talk to each other quite a bit. I know you're having Stephen on later, and he and I connect from time to time. And same thing with all the other cookbook authors. It's um, we're just all really lucky to do what we do, you know. And uh, it would be a shame if we got kind of uh, snobby about it. Jamie Provines joining me here on the show. Uh, Jamie, obviously uh, a lot of burger talk to be had here over the next segment, but. Uh, perhaps maybe a little background uh, about you first, uh, and maybe let's take it all the way back to like little Jamie Provence. Were you <laughs> somebody from a family that did a lot of live fire cooking like myself, or uh, maybe not so much? Pretty typical American childhood um, in the suburbs of New Jersey for me. Uh, week, you know, weekend grilling with dad on, you know, on the kettle, um, nothing uh, elaborate pretty much hot dogs and hamburgers. Um, <laughs> so here we are, you know, some 40-some years later, and I'm still doing hot dogs and hamburgers, but that's okay. It's uh, still delicious. But um, I didn't really get serious about it until much later. Um, you know, fast forward through, you know, I went to boarding school, went out to college in California, was a school teacher in San Francisco, and... Uh, Overseas, I was in Indonesia for a while, wow. and then uh, uh, those last few years, particularly being in San Francisco and living in Southeast Asia, really started to open my mind to how great food could be. And I was <laughs> I was disappointed with my own abilities to recreate that food. Right, I go to some of these fabulous restaurants and. Uh, I think I got to learn how to make this. And I'd go home and I would just fail miserably. And uh, I thought, yeah, enough of this. I'm going to go to cooking school and learn how to do it. So I enrolled at the Culinary Institute of America, which is a chef training school, but I really didn't have any plans on being a chef. I just wanted to learn how to cook for my family and my friends and myself. Um, so that's when it really took off. And, and in in the process of that education, I, I got more serious about it and um, sort of abandoned the school teaching thing and decided to pursue food as my full-time profession. Do you find that as you were initially, I guess, a, a school teacher by profession and you get into the culinary aspect of it, and you have obviously a very prolific book writer, do, do you still kind of relive or get to kind of seek out that uh, type of a, of a deal on the side, being the, the book writer and, and kind of that teacher, along with being known as you know the, the Weber's Grill Master? Well, yeah, I'm lucky because I, I am able to sort of weave together what I taught and, and what I'm learning in food. So I was primarily an English teacher, um, and I taught writing specifically. And now, you know, here I am <laughs> writing for a living and, and focusing on a topic that I really love. So uh, it, it's worked out nicely the way those things have blended. When you're going through the Culinary Institute of America's, uh, did you ever think during the, the point of training that, hey, you know what, maybe I do want to become an executive chef or open my own restaurant, or did you always <laughs> stick to just wanting to sharpen the skills to entertain and impress the, the people you're going to be around the most? Yeah, I never really thought I would be a chef. I um I think there's a certain mentality that you have to have going in, um, and they made it clearer and clearer to us in our classes how important it was to be kind of fierce in the kitchen and really fast. I don't think people understand 
the intensity of a professional, I mean, a really good restaurant. It works at enormous speed, and it's not really... Well, the frustrating thing for me was it, it didn't seem it was as, as much about the food as it was about just production, just getting it out as fast as you possibly could. And some people thrive in that kind of environment where they're cooking, you know, for 200 people a night, and I just don't. You know, I like to cook for about six. <laughs> Maybe I'm lazy. I don't know. But uh, so I just I never thought that I would go into that. Um, I, I kind of approached it. I, I actually, after I graduated I moved out to California again, and I was I was the chef of a winery, not really a restaurant, but just kind of a uh, an entertaining chef. We would have small groups come in, you know, distributors and retailers, and I'd make lunch for them. Started out with eight, ten, you know, maybe fifteen people, and and then the CEO of the winery got this idea that maybe we could start entertaining bigger crowds. So we were doing, you know, company holiday parties and corporate events and all of a sudden I was catering weddings and wow <laughs> and at that point I got out that's when I shifted really away from cooking and started to focus on food writing so uh, and I appreciate the dovetail nicely here during the interview people will probably ask you well here's your background here's what you came out of how do you tie in with Weber or how is that introduction made how do you get together with them with really the premier manufacturer of grills in the country, probably the world. So how do you get a deal with Weber? Head on over to thebbqcentralshow.com and you will find out. There is a link in today's show notes to take you to the complete episode. Hope you get a chance to head over there and give that a listen. While you're cruising around the interwebs, check out The Butcher Shop on their Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Butcher Shop, shop spelled S-H-O-P-P-E. Don't forget to mention the Barbecue Central Show and save 10% off your entire order each and every time. And until next week on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less, I'm your host, John Solberg. I look forward to talking to you again soon.